It's the question all of Steelers Nation is asking. How much will Kenny Pickett improve in year two? For the answers, we survey the experts. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers, so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. No doubt about it, it's the biggest question surrounding the Steelers' 2023 season. The answer to how Kenny Pickett will fare in his sophomore season will largely determine whether the Steelers are a playoff team or whether Coach Mike Tomlin has his first losing squad. It has been said so often this offseason, and it's an offseason packed with expectations and anticipation, but also this caveat. So goes QB Kenny Pickett, so goes your Steelers. Yeah, the new team brain trust, GM Omar Khan and assistant Andy Weald, they've done a fine job beefing up both lines, offense and defense. They've added depth everywhere. They've retooled with new weapons, such as that behemoth bulldog tight end, Darnell Washington, who is my personal favorite to watch this coming season. But quarterback is the most important position on any NFL roster. And Kenny Pickett, whom the Steelers took at pick 20 of the 2022 draft, is the key chess piece for these Steelers. His development will either set the stage to a return to glory for a proud Pittsburgh franchise, or the lack of it will set the Steelers back for years, likely leading to Mike Tomlin's, as I said, his first career first losing season. Nothing could be bigger, and there's no hotter topic of conversation in the 412 area code. The opinions and speculations swirling over just how big Pickett's sophomore season will be. As we look ahead to training camp later this month in La Trobe, we have rounded up some of the best expert takes on Pickett's predicted progress. We lead off, however, with some much-needed context for all the building hype and the mounting pressure surrounding Pickett and all those great expectations for the Pitt product to pick up his game in year two. We turn to Joy Taylor with Fox Sports Speak, and she reminds us that Pickett will enter 2023 as, quote, the worst quarterback in his own division. Say what? Well, this is because the AFC North is loaded with arm talent. Hey, at the head of the class, you have the likes of the Bengals, Joe Cool, Joe Burrow. Then you have freshly paid Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. And even a disgraced Deshaun Watson looking for redemption and wins with the Browns, on paper at least, has to best Kenny Pickett. Said Taylor, quote, the worst quarterback in this division is Kenny Pickett, unquote. But this wasn't a put-down. It's merely an on-paper fact entering the season. 
Pickett's 2023 play could rewrite the script, and Taylor admits as much, adding that she thinks he'll, quote, take a step up this year, unquote. Hey, the big question is, how big of a step up? Needless to say, Pickett's teammates are all in on their second-year passer. Veteran defensive tackle Cam Hayward says, quote, the sky's the limit for Kenny, adding, quote, you know, he's a hungry quarterback and to surround him with a lot of moving parts, whether it's another wide receiver and Allen Robinson, more depth on the O-lane, and I just think solidifying that group can do wonders for him. He's got the time back there, and he's able to process a little more. I think he's going to have a lot of success going forward, unquote. Healer's cornerback Levi Wallace says he sees a young version of his former Bills teammate, Josh Allen, when he looks at Kenny, who, by the way, is always asking the defensive back questions about defenses while they watch game film and break down those opposing defenders. Quote, I've seen him come in and just be hungry and just want to learn the game, Wallace said on a recent edition of Good Morning Football. Quote, I'm trying to go home and get some rest, and he wants to say and watch film and ask me questions because he wants to win so bad. He reminds me a lot of Josh as much as he's a competitor the way he prepares, unquote. Well, when making predictions for Pickett's year two, many pigskin prognosticators point to the momentum with which the quarterback unquestionably finished the 2022 season. Pickett tossed nine interceptions on that season, but just two in his final seven starts. And he was clutched down the stretch with stirring comfort behind victories against the Raiders and the Ravens, for example. But for every late-season accolade, there's a cautious caveat. Sure, Pickett pulled out some wins late, but he was incredibly unproductive for large portions of far too many games. His 2022 stats are eh, uninspiring. Seven tutties, uh, 24.04 yards passing, 245 completions, uh, and 389 attempts for a passer rating of 76.7%. He added three tutties and 237 yards on the ground off of 55 carries. In short, Pickett, the only passer selected in last year's first round, left plenty of room for improvement in his sophomore year. And of course, many are forecasting the quarterback will meet that moment. Alex Ballantyne of Bleacher Report is going as far as predicting this gaudy 2023 stat line for Kenny Pickett. 350 completions on 510 attempts, 3,400 yards, 20 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 315 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. The likes of Ballantyne is joined by Colin Cowherd, who is known for his feast or famine takes on the herd, and he suggests Pickett's second year could turn into the second coming of a Steelers dynasty. Gus Cowherd on a recent show, quote, I'm fired up for Kenny Pickett. I got to be honest with you. For a rookie, he was pretty poised. He is poised. He is more refined than your typical rookie. Absolutely a franchise quarterback. 
I'm interested in the Steelers. If the left tackle, referring to 2023 first-rounder Broderick Jones, if he can play, where aren't they good? They have no holes, unquote. Well, to fulfill these ever-rising expectations, Pickett will need to really step it up in the red zone. So says Steelers scribe Mike DeFabo, who writes this in The Athletic, quote, after being thrust into action suddenly with few starters reps in practice, Pickett showed consistent improvements as a rookie. He must improve in the red zone, where his completion percentage plummeted to a league-worst 39%, and he took six sacks, which was third most, in just 13 games. Typical for young quarterbacks to struggle in the red zone, but it will be a critical area for the Steelers, figured to lean on the run game, and will be in plenty of low-possession contests, unquote. No wonder DeFabo's athletic colleague Mark Caboli is also tempering expectation. He pens this in a separate post for The Athletic. Quote, Pickett found a way to win games late last year, but he still threw only seven touchdowns and 389 attempts over 13 games. To think he will all of a sudden be Joe Burrow in his second year is kind of unrealistic. But he can and will be much better than last year. How much better will determine whether or not they have a chance at the postseason, unquote. In other words, so goes Pickett, so goes your Steelers. Finally, athletic writer Randy Mueller sends a chill down every Steelers fan's spine by raising the specter of Pickett's two concussions last season and the possibility a further injury that could keep Kenny on the sidelines. Mueller writes, quote, My other big concern is the health of Pickett. He has to be on the field for the Steelers to win, unquote. Hey, that's a worthy reminder that as the summer sun causes Kenny Pickett expectations to grow like weeds, once September sets in and the football fly for real, Anything can happen. Just because nearly everyone is predicting Pickett will take a big step up in 23 does not make it so. That's why they play the games. Hey, we're going to survey the summer predictions for other aspects of the 2023 Steelers, along with the entire AFC North division in this on-paper edition of your Steelers Update podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my full print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. It will be packed with plenty of memes, bringing all those sky high Kenny Pickett predictions to life and to laugh. Right now, let's get right to it. Hey, Steelers fans, I'll be honest. After all the deafening 4th of July fireworks, it's pretty quiet out there, at least Steelers wise. But we turn to the athletic and its stand-up stable of Steelers scribes who always seem to have something fresh about your favorite football team. Fresh like these 2023 forecasts for Steelers players not named Kenny Pickett. So here's how Mike DeFabo thinks some key Steelers will perform in this up-and-coming, all-important season. 
First off, he writes this on the running backs who will be asked to carry the offensive load behind some better Steelers blocking. Quote, can Najee Harris carry over his success from the second half of last season? Harris's 2022 campaign was a microcosm of the entire team. Through the first eight weeks, he averaged 45 yards per game and just 3.3 yards per carry. But after the bye week with a healthier foot and more decisive running style, he averaged 75 yards per game and 4.1 yards per carry. If the Steelers are going to lean on their running game, Harris will need to pick up right where he left off, unquote. But what about the biggest Steelers surprise of last season? I'm talking about Jalen Warren. Well, to Fabio opines, quote, Will he become more than a third down or change of pace running back? Warren came out of nowhere yet last year as an undrafted rookie to earn considerable playing time. He's a nice compliment to Harris and is a reliable pass protector, which is ideal for his role on third downs. Now on a team that made a big promise to run the ball, how much can he lighten Najee Harris's load? Unquote. Ah, but, you know, when you're not running the ball, you're throwing it, and everyone wants to see Kenny Pickett throw the ball and throw it with more consistency and more results in that all-important red zone. So what about those pass catchers? Will highly paid Deontay Johnson quell his case of the drops and end that touchdown drought that plagued his 2022 season after cashing his big Steelers check? Fabio says, quote, Will 2020's fluke correct itself? Johnson set a record, if you want to call it that, last season when he caught 86 passes without scoring a touchdown. But is that really his fault? How many times did the dink and dunk offense give him a realistic chance of scoring? Was he really going to take an eight-yard out route to the house? No, wasn't, unquote. Now, what about budding second-year superstar George Pickens? Fabio writes, quote, How much of a leap will Pickens take in year two? With a jaw-dropping catch radius and a physical body type, Pickens proved he can be a big play threat downfield. Now the Steelers will need to put more faith in Pickens to go up and make plays if he is going to become a breakout star. He'll also need to continue to develop his route tree to become more of a well-rounded weapon, unquote. Hey, I have a, a prediction that Pickens will produce in year two, and he is going to make those adjustments to his game, and that will help any Pickett to produce in the red zone. But I digress. We go back to DeFabio and his opinions on the sneaky Steelers signing of the year, that being veteran receiver Allen Robinson. DeFabio asked, quote, did the Khan artist find another steal? Steelers GM Omar Khan swapped seventh round picks to acquire the versatile veteran who was capable of running any route from any position. Robinson figures to claim the starting spot at slot receiver, but could contribute in a variety of ways. The only question, and it is a big one, is how close to his 
2015 Pro Bowl prime will he be at 30 years old, unquote. Really, 30 isn't that old for a receiver, so I'm thinking if the Steelers made this deal, they like it. They like what he has left in the tank. And again, so will Kenny Pickett. But what about the tight ends? Now, we know they are key to the Matt Canada offense, so they will be key for Kenny as well. And at the top of the list, we have Penn State's Pat Fryermuth, who's probably entering a contract here. I mean, he needs to put up the stats. And uh, DeFabo goes it up a notch and asks the question, can Fryermuth ascend to the elite level of tight ends in the NFL? And that elite level is highly elite in the NFL. Fryermuth ranked sixth among tight ends last year in receiving yards with 732 and receptions at 63. He had 18 receptions and 237 yards on third down, so he's a clutch guy. On a team that will feature the tight end, can he take that last lead to become a pro bowler in year three, unquote? Well, he's going to get a little competition on his own team. I'm talking about the intriguing rookie out of Georgia, Darnell Washington. Again, my personal favorite just to watch this year and to see what he does. The Fabio asked, quote, can he be a factor in the passing game in his first year? He writes, quote, at 6'7", 264 pounds, Washington looks like an offensive tackle and proudly calls himself the sixth lineman. However, he's not the most polished route runner, and he doesn't have the, the smoothest hips. He needs development to reach his ceiling. One thing to keep in mind, Canada loves to run tight end screens. It's fun to imagine this sixth lineman running with blockers in front, unquote. Hey, and I imagine this big tight end going up and being a key contributor in the red zone as well. Once again, it's key for Kenny Pickett's progress, that red zone cashing in. we got to cash in. If we're going to play running game and keep away and, you know, defense, we got to cash in when we get down. And uh, I have a feeling Washington is going to help Kenny in that, that way. And of course, that's all great stuff from DeFabo, and it's just a fraction of the analysis in that entire article, which runs down the prospects for every Pittsburgh player on both sides of the ball. So do yourself a favor and give it a read. What about the team itself, the Steelers? Where do they fit in in what could be the best division in all of the NFL? I'm talking about that loaded AFC North. Well. The Athletics' Randy Mueller polled league personnel executives to come up with an interesting description of each AFC North team and, and then some comments about that. In other words, what's their personality? You know, especially when personnel execs look at each one of these teams in the AFC North and where they stand entering the 2023 season. So Mueller writes, quote, this of the Baltimore Ravens. Their personality, quote, stylistically built around their players and the fit, but open to change, unquote. And he gets deeper and 
warns us that change is coming in the form of, quote, new offensive coordinator Todd Munkin, who was fresh off two national championships while running the offense at the University of Georgia. And Munkin has already said he wants defenses to have to defend the whole width and length of the field when facing his Ravens offense. And that makes sense. The problem, though, is that spreading out defenders will force newly re-signed QB Lamar Jackson to have to make many more throws in areas of the field that have not been traditionally his strength, unquote. That's the take on the Ravens, as told by Mueller, and uh, with, with a little bit of analysis on the challenge there. They try to fit their players and and style to their players, but this new offensive coordinator wants change, and he wants Lamar to hit all the throws, which he's frankly never done. Then we move to the Bengals, the big cats. What are they? Well, the execs see them as, quote, frugal and will pick their spots, but now have a golden goose QB. And of that, that, of course, is Joe Burrow who is due for some gold and some lots of gold in the form of a big payday. So what's the bottom line for these Bengals? Mueller writes, quote, The magic dust that Burrow has spread over this entire operation since being drafted number one in 2020 is priceless. I'm a believer in what Burrow said in January about the Bengals' Super Bowl window. Quote, The window is my whole career, unquote. Sleep easy, Cincinnati, Mueller ends saying. Wow. Yeah, Burrow is that good, and uh, I believe his receiver just said he could be the best player in the NFL, and frankly, I'm not in a position to argue that. What is not good is perhaps the Cleveland Browns. What's their style? What's their identity? The executives pulled by Mueller say, quote, numbers, analytically oriented, objective approach, unquote. Okay. Numbers, guys, analytics, you know, let, 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 crunch the numbers and there's your results. So how did it work for those Browns? Well, quote, Mueller says, coming off suspension, QB John Watson was rusty last season. His anticipation and instincts were not up to par. He must elevate the downfield passing game and be way better at getting the ball out for this team to progress. History indicates this should happen, but I'm worried until I see it. And quarterback isn't the only concern. The Browns have been very average in actions and results in all areas. Both sides of the ball, frankly, just have not been good enough. All this analytical team building that governs most of their decisions is probably at a make-or-break level this year, specifically on defense, unquote. That's the analysis on the Brown by Andy Mueller. But what about your favorite football team? Last but not least... Mueller writes this of your Pittsburgh Steelers. The identity as seen by the execs, quote, traditional fits to schemes leaning toward subjective evaluation, unquote. Well, what about 
these subjective evaluations for 2023. Euler writes, quote, I love what their top draft picks bring to the offense. Broderick Jones was my top-rated offensive tackle, and tight end Darnell Washington's presence in the run game will go a long way to righting what has been wrong with this team on offense, an inability to knock people back at the point of attack and execute in unison. Adding some punch at the offensive guard was also necessary, and they have done that. Steelers just have not run the ball well enough, though. They need to improve in this area to help the development of young quarterback Kenny Pickett. My worry is that the run game will continue to work in a horizontal fashion and not in a downhill vertical style like Mike Tomlin would prefer, unquote. And that's the analysis, uh, polling those NFL execs and Mueller sort of condensing down their thoughts. The Pittsburgh Steelers want to run the ball. They want to control the clock. They want to play defense. They want to help Kenny Pickett progress as much as possible. But the question is, can they do it? Do they have the blocking? Do they have the big bodies? Do they have the runners who are going to run north and south, not east and west? We shall see. And there you go. There's your way too early July predictions for the whole season. Of course, we got training camp coming. We've got position battles all over the place. We got depth to develop. We got rookies to see. There's lots to tell, and we'll be doing it here every Wednesday afternoon. That's when your Steelers Update podcast is fresh. So sign up for the podcast and get it automatically wherever you get your favorite audio. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time dealer's news. <laughs>